It's so easy for us to judge others, and usually about things we don't like. But what does God's Word say about what's really important? Here's Pastor David. Galatians 5, 22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Imagine each one of those is a plant in the garden of your walk with Christ. Now, the plants that you feed and water and give them sunshine and do all that kind of stuff, they're going to grow, right? The plants that you don't feed and that you don't water and that you forget about, they're going to stay babies. They're not going to grow. They're not going to produce fruit. They're going to be unhealthy. I've known Christ followers who are, they're crushing it when it comes to, say, long-suffering. But they're struggling when it comes to joy. I know Christ followers who are crushing it in kindness, but struggling with goodness. We can grow unevenly. It's just the bottom line. I have certainly grown unevenly in many ways in my walk with Christ. And we must be taught by the Holy Spirit and read the Scriptures and welcome accountability to grow in the areas where we are struggling. The problem is that the areas where we're not growing... We may not be growing because we're actually not listening to the Holy Spirit and we're avoiding the scriptures that push against us and we're rejecting accountability. Sometimes we surround ourselves with people who struggle with the same stuff that we struggle with so that we can kind of feel more comfortable with the fact that we're still struggling with it instead of being around people who can make us stronger. We make excuses. Sometimes it's just that we haven't heard the teaching we need to hear. But often, we're not listening when we do get the teaching. If we want to be strong, and we want to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, we have to let Him change us. We have to let Him change us. That means we have to take our thoughts captive. We have to assess ourselves. We have to analyze the way we walk as Christ followers. Now, it is likely, if you're a Christ follower, that you have not grown perfectly evenly. That's likely. And if you have not grown perfectly evenly, you've probably done something that I'm going to call building a firewall. You've probably built some firewalls for those areas where you're not growing evenly. Now, a firewall is a computer. Computers have firewalls. You've seen that, like your firewall, whatever. What they do is they analyze information that's coming in and they have like these rules that if certain kinds of information comes in, they get, that gets blocked. Am I right? Computer people, all right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't know much about computers. Um, but that's what it does, right? So there's, there's stuff, there's information on the network coming in and out, right? This firewall is analyzing that and then there's certain rules. It's like, oh, that's not good information. That's a hacker. That's a virus. That's a whatever. And it blocks it. Now we construct firewalls too. When we don't want to hear something, certain kinds of information is coming at us, and we don't want to hear it. When you were little, you had a different kind of firewall, most of you. It went something like this. Right? That was the firewall. doesn't work as easily when you get older. People don't like that when you do that. But that's the way we did it. Your little sister, your little brother, your mom, whatever, telling you something you don't want to hear, you don't want to deal with her, it's annoying you or whatever. Right? We get more 
complicated when we get older. And we have firewalls to our growth as mature believers. They're usually more sophisticated than the hands over the ears thing, but they're basically the same thing. Often it's a set of arguments that we've built up over time to sort of justify these areas where we're not growing or these areas where we have sin in our lives. Sometimes they're just simple excuses. And these things become kind of built in. They're ready, ready to be used at a moment's notice. If I feel some accountability coming on, I've got it. Now, if we always allow our firewalls to be up, we're not going to be able to grow in these areas where we have sin or we have a lack of maturity. We have heart issues that need to be dealt with. It is a failure to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself if we have these firewalls, if we don't grow. Now, you may have some firewalls in your life, and some of those may come up and start popping up today as we talk with some of the things that we are going to study. I exhort you, recognize it. Recognize it. Don't let it stop you from hearing what the Scriptures and what the Holy Spirit may want to say to you today. Let your thoughts be brought into obedience to Jesus Christ so you can grow evenly and be healthy and become a fully functioning man or woman of God. Now, we've been in a series called White Lies for a while now. I think this is number 14 in our White Lies series. Go figure. I guess there's a lot of lies out there that are out in the world, right? We have been looking at the problem lately of legalism and being judgmental. And so I think this is the third one of those that we've talked about, because there's a lot there. In our study on legalism, uh, we looked at several things that Christians have been taught about legalisticness. Legalisticness? That's not a word. About being legalistic in the past. Okay? Legalism has to do with kind of a hyper-focus on rules. Rules for rules' sake. Right? My righteousness is in the fact that I'm following all these rules. That's what legalism can be about. And most of them are rules that we make up. So the last few legalistic issues we will study, that I told you we would, are these. Sex, cussing, clothing, dancing, movies, music, video games. Okay, Those are the ones that I'm going to do. There's a lot of things people have been legalistic about. I just tried to pick some. We did about half of them last time that we did this and about half this time. Uh, people have been legalistic about all of these things. So we need to figure out what is legalistic and what is just righteousness. Right? Because there's something about all of these things that's righteousness, and there's something that goes too far into legalism. Let's start with cussing. All right? There are those who would say that all cussing is wrong. Okay? If you cuss at all, you are sinning. That's what some people would say. That's the fully legalistic way of looking at cussing. All cussing, all the time, it's all wrong. Now, what is cussing? If you want to know what cussing is, it's going to depend on who you ask. Generally, cussing is using cuss words. That's the kind of thing it says in the dictionary, which is not very helpful, kind of a circular thing, <laughs> right? And cuss words, they're culturally defined, okay? In England, the word bloody is defined as a cuss word. We have certain terms that we consider in our culture to be inappropriate words. It is not necessarily because of what they mean. It's not about necessarily always the definition of the words. It's just certain words that we've chosen. If you're wondering about kind of the lexicon, the words in our society that are cuss words, just pull in front of my dad on the road, you'll hear all of them. So, no, I'm, I'm kidding. 
I'm kidding. That's not, he doesn't. He uses alternatives, like rats. <laughs> it's the kind of stuff he's, rats. I'm like, what is that? You know, just, just say it. Or shoot, dang it. He, you know, that's kind of stuff. He won't say the other ones, at least not in front of me. Um, of course, I've never cut him off on the road, so I don't know. Uh, some cuss words are pretty filthy. Some are less that way. I know some people who are super offended by any kind of four-letter word. Just very offended. It really hurts their heart to hear kind of any four-letter word. I know other people who doesn't seem to bother much at all. Okay? Um, some cuss words for me are kind of offensive. Others are less offensive. But as with all issues and legalistic issues and rules like don't ever cuss ever, the real issue is one of the heart. You're going to find that is consistent with all of these things. It's of the heart. Luke 6.45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Cussing can be a couple of things. It can be ugly, negative, and filthy. And it can be a sign that someone has a hard time speaking the English language well. Okay? A lot of movies now will have like triple digit F words in, in them, right? If you've written a script and it has a hundred F words and it's a hundred minutes long, you need to learn more words, right? That is a lot of one word used to mean almost everything, by the way, in those contexts. Um, so there's, there's kind of both. Some people, it comes off as you haven't learned how to speak very well. And there is something about being a believer that suggests we should speak with some decorum, right? We should be speaking in a way that separates us from the world as Christ followers. That means we shouldn't have patterns of speech that are the same as people who do not care at all what comes out of their mouth. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification, that's building people up, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Now, as we're reading these scriptures, by the way, there's Bibles in these chairs in front of you. If you don't have one at home, please take one of those Bibles home with you. That's our gift to you. First, a Christ follower needs to love God. And next, he or she needs to love others. Many people are offended by four-letter words, so why would you intentionally offend your brothers and sisters? Something to think about. Some people are not offended. But you should still be careful about what comes out of your mouth. Talking about filthy things with filthy language can be sinful. In fact, generally would be sinful. If you're talking about filthy things, particularly sexual stuff or, you know, things like that that are filthy, and you're using a lot of filthy language, that's a sinful thing. It's speaking out of the abundance of your heart. Your mouth is speaking. Take it as a heart issue. It's too easy to get legalistic, and I put a list up here of words, and I go, don't ever say those. That's not how it works. It's not about that. We should be thinking about what we are saying, why we are saying it, and whether we might be offending our brothers or sisters in Christ by saying it. It's not the words, it's the heart. You can speak in very filthy language without ever using a cuss word. You can gossip. You can complain. You can talk negatively about someone behind their back or in front of their face. You can say all kinds of things that are definitely sinful and ugly without ever cussing. So it's not just about these words. We are followers of Jesus Christ. We should bridle our tongues, as it talks about in James chapter 3. 
Legalism doesn't help here. This word's okay. That word's not okay. You can say this word sometimes. If you're out hunting, you can do this one. Or if someone really upsets you, you can do that one. It's not like that, okay? There's not a specific thing about any of these words. This is, these are culturally driven things. We've decided that these words are whatever, okay? That's not what's important. It is the heart. Listen to Philippians 4 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's where we're supposed to be. All right. That's all I'm going to say about cussing. Using a cuss word by itself is not some sort of horrible sin. Using cussing in the wrong place at the wrong time, time, place, and manner, saying something what's in your heart could be sinful. So act like someone who's called to be a part as a Christ follower and think about that and what comes out of your mouth. All right, let's talk about sex. There's been a lot of legalism surrounding sex. In fact, of the issues we have left, which are sex, clothing, dancing, movies, music, and video games, basically all of them are about sex, okay? Uh, if you're wondering, just first of all, just out of the gate, so you're clear, if this is your first time or you don't know kind of what the Bible says about sex or what we believe about sex, God designed sexual activity for one context, okay? Human sexual activity, we were made by God, and it was designed one context, one man, one woman in a committed marriage for life. That's it. There's not another context for human sexuality. If you're, but what about, nope. What about that? Nope. One context. One context, okay? Husband, wife, married for life. God made the world and he made humans. So, since he designed us and designed sex, he gets to say how it goes. We don't, okay? There's nothing legalistic about that. What I just said is not legalistic. What the scripture says about sex is not legalistic. There are those who would call anything, anything having to do with sex, where there was any kind of a limit on it, legalistic. That's not legalism. That's just reality and what God has made naturally in the world to work. For us, a gift for us. That's not legalism. So having a very strict view, the only view of what God has designed sex for, is not legalistic. However... There are a lot of other things about sex that can be very legalistic. Uh, let's take dancing, for instance. There was a time when dancing was considered to be a sinful activity because it might arouse inappropriate sexual desires. Um, dancing is not sinful. Dancing is fun. We can worship God. We can show the joy of the Lord through dancing. Ballroom dancing can be a beautiful thing. I can't do it, but if you can, that's great. There's a lot of different kinds of performance dancing that are beautiful. Wonderful. The issue, again, is with the heart. Some dancing is obviously sinful. Now, if you're not familiar with that, go to the average club. Okay? The kind of dancing you will see there is basically simulated sex with clothes on. Sometimes with not very many clothes on. Right? That's not dancing. Okay? That's not what dancing is. Dancing or attempts to dance that are lustful or intended to be sexual in nature are clearly sinful. You can see why a lot of people got legalistic about dancing because it can be. It can be that way. And this is where legalism kind of creeps in. You see that some people are using dancing in a way that is inappropriate, and you go, let's just get rid of all of it. No one can dance. And then you have Footloose, right? They get all upset. I never saw the movie, but we don't want to be legalistic about it. 
Just use common sense. Just use common sense. If you're dancing, men, you're dancing with a woman, and it is in such a way that it's causing lust or it's, it's sexual in nature, she's not your wife, stop doing that. Ladies, same thing. Right? Other than that, you're a ballet dancer or whatever, you do your thing. I don't know how they do that on their toes and the whole thing. It's pretty crazy. But that's great. Dancing can be a great thing. It can be a great expression. God gave us these bodies, and we use them. David would dance before the Lord. Right? I do too. It probably doesn't look as good as his does. All right. We don't need to be legalistic. We just need to be reasonable. We just need to have our hearts in the right spot. Make sure we honor the Lord with our bodies and with other people's bodies. All right, let's talk about movies, music, and video games. We're going to start with music. Some people have been legalistic about music and suggested, among other things, that Christians should only listen to music by Christian artists. Okay, That's something that was out there when I was younger. My parents didn't make me do that, but there were other people who were pretty strict about that, right? And they're like, burn records and whatever. If it's not Christian, if the artist isn't Christian, it's not good. Let me just tell you, that's not true, okay? It's a lot of Christian music that is, um, especially back then, like in the 80s. There was some good stuff, and then there was a lot of not great stuff. There's better stuff now. The highest and best expression of music is in worshiping the Lord. No question. In my mind, there is no question that the very highest expression of music is in worship of the Lord. Okay? Talking about the Lord, worshiping the Lord, those are the highest expressions. But they're not the only expressions. They're not the only expressions. It's not the only good music. The question is not whether this song was written and or performed by a Christian musician. The question is whether you can honor God in listening to it. This is the same thing with kind of everything, right? Again, we get legalistic, we make a lot of rules, but are you honoring God? Are you sowing to the Spirit? Does the music teach something true? Great. It doesn't have to be a believer. Unbelievers know some true things too. It's fine. Does music tell a story that's worth hearing? Does it lift the soul? Then listen, enjoy. Know who you are. Redeem what can be redeemed. But if the music is all about dark and filthy things, if it glorifies sinfulness, selfishness, violence, sexual immorality, then it's probably not for the Christ follower. And you probably know that already. There's plenty of good music. Well, where's your heart? It really is a heart issue. Of course, there are things that are wrong and we need to deal with them appropriately. But the real important issue is having the heart of Jesus and letting that guide us. As always, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, give us a call, 360-885-9000. We'd love to hear from you. And I hope you'll be right here next time as we continue this look at legalism and talk about video games and much more. That's right here on Contemplate.